0: Well, today is March 15th. You're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonyu. And Bill, do you know a song that accompanies our uh, sort of special national day today, which is National Kansas Day? Somewhere over the rainbow. I knew you would. Oh, no, I'm not done. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Bill, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's Okay. Okay, well, March fifteenth is National Kansas Day, and it's the day that we recognize the sunflower state. Have you been to Kansas? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. Have you? I'd like to go. No, I I haven't. But shout out to my
1: dear friend Ashling, who is half Kansan. Her mom's from there, and also oh, wow. shout out to her mom, who is a lovely lady and I, that I really like. So, who's probably full Kansan? I believe
0: she is. Yes. I didn't even know Kansan was a word. I don't think it's the right word. I think. Okay. Name, yeah. I got to get my doctor to look at my Kansan. All right. If you were born today, like Bill's friends who are Kansan, um, it is said that you tend to be very spiritual. You also have a strong intuitive and emotional side. Your compassion and your willingness to open yourself up to people are rooted in your curiosity for the human condition.
1: Well, if that's true of our first birthday celebrant, Marco, it definitely makes up for his acting. And that's Jay Courtney, who appeared on the Australian shows Packed to the Rafters and All Saints before coming to prominence as Varro on the series Spartacus Blood and Sand. I've never seen that Spartacus series, have you? Mm, I saw a little bit of it, but... mm. I feel like it's full of like hot guys and I should watch it. But anyway, um, that show brought him to Hollywood as an action and martial arts star who appeared in Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. He co-starred with Bruce Willis in A Good Day to Die Hard, Divergent. Angelina Jolie's Unbroken, and Terminator, Genesis. He played Boomerang in Suicide Squad, and last year he was in the miniseries Stateless.
0: He was born on this day in Sydney, Australia, in 1986. Ava Amori appeared in her stepfather, Tim Robbins, two directorial efforts, Bob Roberts and Dead Man Walking, when she was a child, continuing to appear with her real-life mother, Susan Sarandon, in Earthly Possessions, Anywhere But Here, and of course the classic, The Banger Sisters. (laughs) In 2004, she appeared on her own in the comedy Saved, then went on to co-star on Californication and episodes of House MD, Children's Hospital and The Mindy Project. After her marriage to soccer player Kyle Martino, she added his last name to her professional name, most recently appearing on... Undateable and the film Mothers and Daughters in 2016 before taking a break to focus on raising her children. She recently filed for a divorce and was born on this day in New York City in 1985. After graduating from Texas A&M
1: University, Kingsville, with a degree in kinesiology, Ava Longoria won a talent contest that brought her to Los Angeles, where she was signed by a talent agent. She made her debut on The Young and the Restless before leaving the show in 2003 to join a surprise hit primetime show called Desperate Housewives, for which she was nominated for a Golden Globe. She later appeared in the remake of The Heartbreak Kid, Arthur Christmas, In a World, and the shows Telenovela, Empire, and Grand Hotel. She was born on this day in Corpus Christi, Texas, in 1975. And do you like her, Bill? I've never watched her in anything. Okay, well there
0: you go. Yeah, time I haven't to do. Gotten st- to that part of Empire yet? And I've never seen Desperate Housewives. Okay, fair enough. She's very pretty though. She's. I think she's. Whenever I hear her speak on like a talk show, I think she's mm-hmm. great. That's but once cool. again, I, I I don't watch those films either. So or those television yeah. shows. So, okay. Kellyn Lutz moved to California to attend. Chapman University leaving behind chemical engineering to study acting. His early modeling career led to his first TV role on one episode of The Bold and the Beautiful. Then four years later he rose to fame as Emmett Cullen in the first Twilight film which he continued through the film's sequels. He was on the 90210 reboot, played the lead in The Legend of Hercules and appeared in The Expendables 3. Co-star of Lisa Kudrow's The Comeback, he, he most recently joined the cast of FBI Most Wanted. He was born on this day in Dickin, Dickinson, North, North sorry Dickinson North Dakota in 1985. One of the great giants
1: of today's birthdays, Marco, David Cronenberg, studied literature and began his career writing eerie horror stories before moving into filmmaking with his controversial and marvelous debut, Shivers. The furor over his graphic horror imagery made it difficult for him to continue uh, being being funded, but he managed to make the follow-ups Rabid, The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, and the Stephen King adaptation of The Dead Zone. Now fully mainstream, he made the blockbuster hit The Fly before making his masterful Dead Ringers and the trippy William Burroughs adaptation Naked Lunch. His 1996 film, Crash, won a prize for Audacity at the Cannes Film Festival. His move to dramas resulted in the Oscar-nominated A History of Violence, as well as Eastern Promises, A Dangerous Method, Cosmopolis, and his most recent project, Maps to the Stars. Unlike many other Canadian filmmakers who have had success in Hollywood, he shoots his films as much in Canada as possible and casts Canadian actors whenever possible. He is born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1943, and I'm a huge fan of his.
0: I mean, I'm a huge fan of him that he uses Canadian actors because so many times, uh, you know, Canadian directors will film in LA or they'll film in Canada and only the small little bit roles uh, go to us Canadian actors. So yeah, and he gives, he tries
1: to to put uh, Canadian actors into the prominent roles in his films as well, even when they have other Hollywood stars in them. I went on a really long rant about David Cronenberg on my YouTube channel and a friend of mine wrote to me to tell me how much he appreciated it. So I will repeat it here, which is that. He had difficulty with, because um, he, as, as many Canadian filmmakers, he got a lot of uh, government money, uh, right. especially when he was starting out. Um, and so there was a lot of controversy because his films were really quite disturbing and you know conservative voices said basically like, is this who we should be giving our money to? And I just thought it was so ironic because so many Canadian filmmakers will make movies where they're clearly shot here, but no one ever mentions it um, as a way to sell it internationally. Um, and they hide uh, the Canadianness of it. I mean, this is something that Schitt's Creek even does, which right. is that they didn't bother to mention that it was Canadian until they won a Golden Globe award. Uh, like before that, everything is scrubbed away, and for whatever reason they have, I don't mean to be that critical of it, but like you have this one filmmaker who always shoots things here. They take place here. The canadian of his films is always front and center. And that's the person you decide to punish because you find his movies not quite clean enough for your taste. Like it's so typical of us to constantly shoot ourselves in the face in this regard.
0: Also, I find it abhorrent that, you know, um, His style of art is considered less than because it's horror, the genre of horror. It happens with comedy, too, unless it's a drama and some boring drama that takes place in a boring town in some boring place of Canada. It doesn't receive that sort of, oh, we spent the money in the right way. And all I can say is fuck off because his work is great, especially if you watch. I think The Dead Zone is one of the best. Best Stephen King adaptations. It's yeah. so well done. The pacing is fantastic. Yeah. The acting is superb. Um, well, early Cronenberg
1: in general is the best. You know, I, I there's a lot of them that I don't like more uh, more recently, but early Cronenberg okay. is the best. And the reason why it's so disturbing is because it's so good. And yeah. because he shows things in a way he never did before. Also, I met the kid, the guy who played the kid in the dead zone. And he okay. told me that um, Christopher Walken came up to him one day and started scratching his shoes with a like a coin or a knife or something he started hacking away at the kid's shoes and he was like your shoes the two new
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so amazing.
1: This Poor little, like, seven-year-old child is freaked out because Christopher Walken just walks over and starts hacking away at
0: his shoes. I love Christopher Walken stories. It's <laughs> no, just amazing. Best. You know, Anyways. Christopher Christopher Walken is good friends with Lydia Bastinich. I don't okay. know if you know. Mm. And so she's that woman who she's a cook. She's a famous cook that she's kind of bald. Um, or she has thinning hair, I should say. and She's covered it now with a wig. But she's always on PBS and whatnot. Okay. So she has an episode. They grew up together. Like, we're neighbors and whatnot. So she she was like, you know, I'm going to invite my friend Christopher Walken. And so she has this episode where she's cooking for Christopher Walken and talking to him. It's really quite he's really delightful. I got to Yeah. Anyways, back to our list. Yeah. Frances Conroy was encouraged to pursue drama by her parents, who sent her to high school on Long Island before she studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse and Juilliard under Marianne Seldes and John Hausman. She seemed destined for a lengthy career playing small roles in film and television like Another Woman, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Scent of a Woman, and The Crucible, while on stage appearing in Mother Courage, the Broadway debut, The Lady from uh, Dubenek, and Plenty of Shakespeare. All that changed when she was cast as Ruth Fisher on the HBO series Six Feet Under, becoming a late-life star and winning a Golden Globe Award and four Emmy nominations for her performance. It led to roles in Showgirl, oh Shop Girl, The Wicker Man, and episodes of Royal Pains and How I Met Your Mother, while most famously appearing on multiple seasons of American Horror Story, including this year's. Last year, she was in the Oscar-winning film Joker. She was born on this day in Monroe, Georgia, in 1953.
1: Joaquim Dalmeida moved to America in the mid-70s to pursue his film career, the work picking up in the 80s with the films The Soldier, Good Morning Babylon, and Milan Noir. He's better known for his later career as a series of villains, such as playing Ramon Salazar on a series season of 24, the show Wanted, and the film Fast Five. Other roles include Only You, The Burning Plane, and Our Brand of cri- is Crisis. Last year, he was on Warrior Nun and the film Fachima. He was born on this day in Lisbon, Portugal in 1957, and he apparently speaks eight languages.
0: Oh, amazing. I watched a bit of Warrior Nun. Oh, nice. Is it good? Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. You know, I can't get over... Um... Actors speaking English and it looks kind of dubbed or whatever. Like okay. there's just something going on there that that freaks me out of it. But otherwise, right. I think the premise is pretty good. Okay. Um, speaking of pretty good, Jud Hirsch didn't start acting until he was 36. First coming to fame for his performance as Alex on the hit sitcom Taxi, for which he won two Emmys during the show's six season run. It led to his film career, including roles in King of the Gypsies, Without a Trace and Ordinary People, for which he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Success on television came once again with the sitcom Dear John in the late 80s, while on stage he won Tonys for I'm Not Rappin' Poor and Conversations With My Father. Other stage roles included Tally's Folly, Yasmin Reza's Art, and Death of a Salesman. While more recently in film and television appearances have included Damages, Tower Heist, Maron, Superior Donuts, Uncut Gems, and The Goldbergs. He was born on this day in the Bronx in 1935. This is Maron, like Mark Maron. Oh, it's Maron, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it okay. You overcompensating your fear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. A popular director of action movies in the 90s, Renny Harlan is the most successful Finnish filmmaker in the history of Hollywood. He began working in commercials before coming to the States with the films Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And Die Hard 2 had a box office hit with Cliffhanger in 1993 before creating one of the biggest bombs of all time, Cutthroat Island, starring his then wife, Gina Davis. They teamed up again for the long kiss goodnight before he made the horror thriller Deep Blue Sea, the race car film Driven, and 2004's Mind Hunters. More recently, he's been making films in Asia, including Bodies at Rest in 2019. He was born on this day in Rikmaki, Finland in 1959. Did you ever see Cutthroat Island? I have. I've seen it a few times, actually. Is it any good? No, it's 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 okay. It's enjoyable. It's it's fun, but like for the length that it is, and for I all see. the effort put into it, because it's so beautiful and this great right. actors and this sense of adventure, like the plot isn't quite tight enough. You know, uh, it doesn't deserve to be that big a bomb. And right? People didn't the people didn't avoid it because it was bad. They avoided it because pirate movies have just never been in style. Right. Until John, the Johnny Depp stuff. But that's the first time ever that that ever happened.
0: And that's because it had Disney behind it, forcing people to see it. Of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. McDonald Carey began making movies as a character actor in the 40s, appearing in Hitchcock's Shadow of a Doubt, the 1949 version of The Great Gatsby, Joseph Losey's The Lawless, and Let's Make It Legal with Marilyn Monroe. In 1965, he took on the role of Dr. Tom Horton on the new televised soap opera called Days of Our Lives and stayed on until his death in 1994 at the age of 81, earning five Emmy nominations for his most famous role along the way. He was born on this day in Sioux City, Iowa in 1913. George Brent is best known today for his many films co-starring with Betty Davis,
1: who said he was her favorite co-star because he never took the focus away from her. He was originally a Broadway actor who moved into films in the 30s, appearing in 42nd Street, Babyface with Barbara Stanwyck, and Somerset Mom's The Painted Veil, before playing opposite Davis in her Oscar-winning performance in Jezebel. They appeared together in Dark Victory, The Old Maid, The Great Lie, In This Our Life, and seven more films. And his career continued through the 50s when he was featured on more television shows like Wire Service and Studio 57. Around that time, he retired from acting to breed racehorses, but was brought back for one final role in the 1978 film Born Again, released a year before his death at the age of 75. He was born on this day in Shannonbridge, Ireland, in 1904.
0: Walter Gotell was a was a German refugee who immigrated to England in the 1940s and became an actor, beginning to appear in British films in the 40s, mostly as German soldiers. I bet there's a big you know demand for Germans to play German soldiers in all films. <laughs> yeah, you know if you're German if you're a German actor who works in English you know in English film, I bet you're playing not well, especially soldiers in the 40s, right? Because they were making oh. a lot of World War II themed theme films during World War II. For sure. Yeah. Well, he's, he's most famous for his role as the Russian general Gogol in the uh, James Bond movies, selected for the part because of his re- resemblance to the real Soviet secret police head Lavrenti Beria, appearing in seven different 007 adventures with three different Bonds, Connery, Moore, and Dalton. His career of over 150 credits continued through the decade until his last film, Prince Valiant in 1997, which he made the same year that he died at the age of 73. He was born on this day in Bonn, Germany in 1924.
1: Will I Am is a musician, television personality, and actor who was founding and lead member of the Black Eyed Peas. Throughout the band's successful career, he has released four solo albums from 2001 to 2013. His song Go regularly used as a theme for the NBA and NFL 2005 seasons, plus, he was a producer. On the music for Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber, Kesha, U2, Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, and Nicki Minaj. He's also appeared as a judge and mentor on The Voice UK, The Voice Australia, and The Voice Kids. While as an actor, has provided voices for Rio and Rio 2, Madagascar 2, and appeared in Date Night, X Men Origins Wolverine, and the shows The Rookie, Joan of Arcadia, and Songland. He was born William James Adams on this day in Los Angeles in 1975. Well, Bill,
0: his full name is Fabio Lanzoni, but with that rockin' bod and mane of gorgeous hair, Only one name is necessary. You get mistaken for him a lot, right? Uh, So often with that, you know, because I'm six feet tall with a big, crazy nose. And a horse face, Uh, yeah. And a horse face. (laughs) Fabio began working. So I I take it he's not your ideal of a hunk, Bill.
1: No, that's like a straight woman's idea of, like, I I mean, I don't want to shit on the guy, but like, that's not a gay man's idea of a hot guy. All those Chippendale looking
0: guys are not, those are, that's straight woman's taste. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Fabio, whether he's your taste or not, began working as a model and actor in Italy before moving to New York City and becoming a fashion and catalog model. Becoming famous for his appearances modeling the covers of romance novels throughout the 80s and 90s, he had small roles in The Exorcist 3, Death Becomes Her, and Scenes from a Mall before playing Claudio on Acapulco Heat and appearing as himself in the films Spy Hard, Eddie, and Dude, Where's My Car? He launched a clothing line with Sam's Club in 2003, wrote a fitness book and created a workout video, and in 2008 launched the company Healthy Planet Vitamins. He went from the cover romance novels to the author of them, co-writing eight books in the 90s, including Pirate, Viking, Comanche, and Champion. Most recently, he appeared in Sharknado 5, and he was born on this day in Milan in 1959. I'm sure those books are thrilling. I, I hear Viking is fantastic.
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, god bless him he's probably a nice guy. I bet he's
0: a really nice guy. He seems like you know he seems like the ter- type of person who can take the piss out of himself because remember you oh, see sure. those those um it's not quite margin commercials or whatever the hell they're called. Right. And I, and I kind of love anybody who doesn't take their personality or persona. I mean, why would he? he's
1: famous for being on the cover of romance novels? Exactly. I just could never get it. You know, it was partly, it was the hair. I couldn't deal with the hair like that long, long. And like that, that ash blonde, you know, where, where he basically like, why do you look like Angela Bauer? You've got the black roots and the tinny blonde hair. Like, that's not a look. It's not a good look anyway. Ugh. He looks like, um, like he looks like Italian women with that hair, like the, like the second wife type, you know,
0: like I mean, he could be, um, the grotesque of Donatella Versace.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Anyway, although I love Donatella. So you know, who, doesn't? Know you that. who doesn't? Who doesn't? Joan Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born on this day in 1933. She was an American lawyer and jurist who served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from 1993 until her death in September 2020. Ginsburg spent much of her legal career as an advocate for gender equality and women's rights, winning many arguments before the Supreme Court. She advocated as a volunteer attorney for the American Civil Liberties Union and was a member of its board of directors and one of its general counsel in the 70s. She was dubbed the notorious RBG, and she later embraced the moniker. She died at her home in Washington, D.C. on September 18th, 2020, at the age of 87 from complications of metastatic pancreatic cancer. She is the subject of the Oscar-nominated documentary RBG, and also the subject of the fictional film On the Basis of Sex by Mimi
0: Leder. Which I auditioned for.
1: That's right, and they said you're too tall to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg
0: get out of here they said you know what if we wanted fabio we'd hire fabio is what they actually said (laughs) (laughs) anyways phil i want to wish you a happy national kansas day indeed and a happy rbg day too yes and tune in tomorrow for more born on this day see you then